Welcome to the Moonshine Moonshot series. And today we are going to be unpacking how to make your own video series. I'm Sue Collins. I'm Mike Hill. Hi, everyone. So we've been talking a lot in, uh, across a lot of our past series episodes about how to actually create all the different elements that go into making a video. But today I thought we could talk about video series because it's something that we've actually just done for ourselves. We're about to launch our own new brand new YouTube series with Futurist World. And it's something I think a lot of communications, marketing, brands, everyone's trying to do. So they want to create a series of videos that all link together and tell a story. And so I thought we could unpack how you go about doing that. Yeah, I think it's really important to sort of identify that there's been a big shift in the market. Uh, Going back five, six years, it was quite common to get commissioned to make a single video. uh, And that video would often get used in a place like a landing page or the homepage of a website um, at events and things like that. These days, it's actually quite rare to get a request for a single video. And the reason for that is that People just love consuming content. And once you've um, hit, struck some gold in terms of finding an audience for your content, there is going to be a real demand for more content. And it's much more cost effective and you know efficient to create a series of videos rather than a series of standalones. So you're much better off shooting a series all at once uh, in one hit in terms of the cost benefits, but also building your audience. And the other great thing about it too is for a video series is that you yes you can shoot a whole lot in one day and then um, piece it all together but you can also it the duration really is um, very variable so you can make a series of films that are only uh, one minute in length and you might make a hundred of them or you could make a series of 10 films that are you know, 15 to 20 minutes in length. So it's it's about how the theme of the overall storytelling fits together to be a series. That's right. And I think that's another shift that we've seen where we don't need to have those rigid times anymore when we're making videos for online platforms. There's more flexibility there. Uh, so those who watch Game of Thrones, for example, have noticed that, you know, there was a shift away during that series from a, you know, more of a conventional time that you would have for an episode 48 or 52 minutes for one hour for TV, for example. And it just became really fluid in that last series. And we sort of see that in online all the time. You know, sometimes you might be aiming for under two minute videos, for example, but they're not all going to be exactly the same duration, nor need they be. I think you've got more flexibility there. So uh, it, you, you don't need to really lock into a you know minute and second duration anymore, which is quite liberating, actually, from a content creation point of view. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been really great for us for um, our new series, Futurist World, because that's an interview-based series. And so... We knew that we wanted the videos to be around 15 to 20 minutes, but because we didn't have to be precise, every episode's 18 minutes, we were able to let the interviews be the length that they needed to be to make them engaging and entertaining and keeping people in, you know, really wanting to keep watching. Whereas if you're trying to sort of extend it to reach your goal of, you know, 18 minutes or try and crush it into 18 minutes, it can really affect the storytelling. So it's nice to have that little bit of flexibility, but you also want to keep the durations across the series to be reasonably similar so that your audience kind of knows what to expect. So if you're producing um, a two-minute series of videos, don't suddenly make one of them five and a half minutes because your audience is kind of mentally prepared that, oh, great, I'm going to see this content. It's 
just going to be two minutes and then they'll get thrown if it goes for five minutes and then the next time they're not going to be quite sure what to expect. So yeah, well, you do want of, some consistency. Yeah, I'm interested in this example of Futurist World, which you directed, and, you know, I'm the presenter in. So I'm, you know, familiar with what we did in front of the camera, but not so much what happened afterwards in the post-production. Mm. How rigid were you with the durations when it came to other platforms? Was it all the same, a cookie cutter across all platforms? Or did you change up depending on where you were publishing to? We, we were very clear at the outset that our primary platform was going to be YouTube. And so we knew that for YouTube, for audiences, they can sustain a longer duration. But we also didn't want them to be so long that, you know, people were getting bored. We wanted to keep them really fresh and entertaining. And so we did settle on 15 to 18 minutes. But even as we got into that, um, some of the interviews, the, this, the guests didn't answer in really short, concise little sound bites. So they had these really fantastic answers, but they might have taken two or three minutes to get to an answer. And so rather than trying to clip and cut and crop them down, we let the uh, the story unfold as it needed to, which meant that some episodes are actually 22 minutes long and others are only 17 minutes long. But as a series, it all fits together really nicely and the duration of each individual episode is the right length for that individual episode. And when you crossed over platforms, did you change the duration? Like, you know, when you were publishing elsewhere, for example, for mm. audio, did it change the approach? Yeah, so that, that was the other great thing about it is because most of the interviews actually were probably 45 minutes to an hour in, in their entirety. So to really get the benefit of that we've created a podcast series as well so the the visual audio visual series is going on youtube but then if audiences are really keen to learn more about the topic they can then go to the podcast and hear the extended interview so the audio for the extended interview is fantastic and it doesn't need a lot of um, editing or Um, interference because it just plays out like an interview would and so that people who really want to immerse in the topic can go and do that so um, yeah so the podcast versions are quite significantly longer than the YouTube versions and then also we've created a lot of really short form content off the back of that that'll be more for your Instagram Facebook um, talking about them on LinkedIn those kinds of platforms So from the same source material, we've been able to cover a lot of bases there from micro content that's going to work really well on social platforms like Twitter and Insta and Facebook to chunkier video content that's going to be watched more like episodes of entertainment through platforms like YouTube. And then you've got an even longer, you know, uh, extended experience for those who like a podcast and want a deep dive. Well, you know, that sounds really efficient in terms of how much you can get out of, you know, the one piece of raw material. It also sounds like you could generate great value from that because whether you're doing it um, just to spread an idea or if you're using a sponsorship and advertising model, um, either way, you know, you've got a lot of different touch points there and quite a lot of content in terms of total duration, which means you can place ads if you need to, or you can run ads, you know, on your website if you want to. Sponsors can get benefit. Or if you're just trying to, you know, raise consciousness about an issue, that's also going to be a great way to get people very engaged in the content. So it sounds like from that, roughly how long is the series and how, you know, what 
sort of number of hours are we talking about here? Mm, so the total series um, for series one is 14 episodes. Okay. And so each of those episodes is up to 20 minutes. So my maths isn't that good, 14 times 20 minutes. Um, but then the actual podcast versions, they're all up to almost an hour for some of them. So in total, the podcast is probably more like 10 hours of content in yeah. Altogether. Yeah. So about five hours of video content, 10 hours of audio content. It's a lot of content, you know, like that's like, a, you know, uh, you know, there are a lot of Netflix series that are about that long. So it means that it's going to give the, op- you know, your audience a really good opportunity to get very involved with your story, your brand, your cause, whatever it is. So, I think that's uh, yeah. a big benefit to going along the series route as opposed to just doing, you know, smaller standalones. Yeah, that's right. So with the Futurist World series, that that is all about um, futurism. It's about possible worlds of tomorrow, big picture thinking, trying to take the audience on a journey to what is possible, what is the, you know, where, where can humanity go from here? So all the interviews were very focused on that topic and we spoke to experts and thought leaders and futurists who specifically could talk to those areas. So even though the range of topics we discussed was everything from the future of society to the future of humanitarianism to uh, the future of healthcare, it is so broad, so many of the topics. But the theme behind it all was big picture thinking for the future. So if you're thinking of how can you create a series for a brand, a, um, a, a business, um, if you're creating your own series, like a YouTube series, an educational series, as long as all of it fits under a theme. So um, you need to sort of, what are you trying to get the audience to engage with? And as long as everything's consistent with that, then you can create a series. Well, let's talk about some other series that we've worked on as well. So, uh, for example, we recently finished a series which picked up the top gong at the Horizon Interactive Awards um, for Queen Victoria Market. Mm -hmm. That was called Hidden Stories of QVM. And that was a different format, still a series, but we made, uh, refreshing my memory, 10 by around two-minute episodes Mm -hmm. and then some shorter cut-downs for other social platforms. So that that's a shorter example of a series. But I think the beauty of it was that it was able to engage an audience over, you know, about 10 months because I think they released about one a month. Mm-hmm. And on last count, over 30 weeks, that had reached about 600,000 people. So I think that sort of frequency of being able to release, you know, different episodes over time worked really well. But they are all kind of tied together through a unifying theme. Do you want to tell us a bit more about the theme that we use there? Yeah, well, the theme actually in that instance came from the market themselves. They had a, already um, had a whole sort of suite of um, materials that already worked up, you know, life's more authentic at the market and all kinds of um, different different words that they could attribute to experiences within the market. And so the theme of the videos was really to tie into that broader concept that they were using. Yeah, and the goal of those communications was to bring people back into the market, encourage them back in while it was going through a period of regeneration. So the types of themes that I remember coming up in each episode were things like friendship, community, family, sustainability, craftsmanship, family recipes. So, you know, really relatable types of topics that all 
fit under that broader un, uh, umbrella of authenticity and you know what markets are, are known for and why you go to them this sense of community and belongingness that you get mm. so i think i think what we're talking about today is how to actually create a video series and i think we've touched on two really good examples of with the Queen Vic market creating a series that um, was really consistent and spoke to their audience in a very authentic way. And then the series we've created, um, Futurist World, which is a longer format um, series that is um, about to launch. So um, I can't can't point to any particular episode at this point because they're not online yet. But um, they're all under the theme of futurism and what the world could look like. So, And it can be pretty broad because yeah. when you look at those topics in futurist world, you've got things like the future of happiness, you know, and the future of health, the future of wealth. You know, they're all quite different. Mm. So you can go quite broad yep. under your big thematic umbrella. Yep. That's right. That's right. And that gives you um, a lot of opportunity to explore a lot of different areas. And so then you don't feel limited, but you um, have that consistency through all the stories that you're telling. Good. Well, I hope you got something out of that. Uh, You know, I think there's a real value that can be derived out of going down you know, this path of making series rather than standalone. So um, the really big benefits, I think, in terms of audience building, because you know, we do like to binge watch these days. So if you can generate a whole series of content, I think suddenly it becomes more topical, more shareable, and, uh, you know, starts returning more value to the content creators as a result. Yeah, that's right. And let's face it, no one likes being bored by the same boring video playing over and over again, which is what you get when you watch ads. So don't make an ad, (laughs) make an interesting series, make an interesting you know, range of content that people can really get to know your brand, but not by just this repetitive kind of same thing coming at them all the time. It's a, it's a really useful format. Yeah. Content marketing is very different in terms of um, the purpose of it, but also the experience of it. And there's definitely more ad avoidance going on today. So when you go down the route of making ads, you want a good rationale for doing that. Whereas I'd say there's been a very strong movement I'm not going to say away from ads, but it is kind of away from ads. Definitely, there's a big movement towards great content. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope this helps you uh, avoid the uh, pitfall of making a boring video. So (laughs) tune in for some more of our, um, our series, which comes out weekly. And please leave us comments. We'd love to know what you want to know more about. It helps us to um, know what to talk about. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. See ya.